Welcome to the 430th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. Stay tuned for my interview with author C.M. McGuire, author of the new YA urban fantasy novel, Iron Spark. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is C.M. McGuire, author of the new YA urban fantasy novel, Iron Spark. C.M., welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Sure. If someone hasn't heard about your new novel, Iron Spark, yet, how would you describe the novel? So usually I tell people it's supernatural meets Buffy, but more gay and more fairies. It's about a teen girl who is basically fighting the fairies to try and keep her family safe. I go a lot more into folklore. So there's not a ton of the romantic, oh gosh, the dark, handsome prince in mine. It's more her trying to at times overcome biases against the fairies because she hates them. Do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write Iron Spark? Yeah, it's part of the reason I say it's supernatural is you can definitely feel the supernatural influences. I was feeling them as I was writing it. When I was 19, I was in a weird place of finally getting ready to transfer to a larger university and leave my family for the first time. So I had weird conflicting feelings about that. And I was really into fan fiction at the time. And I'd read a fan fiction that portrayed Dean Winchester from Supernatural as a girl. What if Dean had grown up female with different expectations? And I just loved the way the author personified that character so much. I went, I, I want to try my hand at a character like that. I want to know what I would do with her. And that's how Bryn came to be. And from there, the fairies came in because I was working at the Renaissance Festival at the time. And did you know immediately that the, the novel was going to be YA? I think I did. I knew that I really wanted her to be at that cusp when she's getting ready to go off on her own in life. That's actually why I like YA in general, is that transitional period is extremely powerful to be in. So from the get-go, I knew I wanted her to be a teenager, and I knew I wanted her to be looking ahead to what would her life be like away from her family and that being something in the back of her mind. I'm curious, given that it is YA, did you discover in, in submitting and getting the book published, is there anything that's off limits in YA? Are there any specific rules around writing YA in 2020? There are. Well, when you write any form of children's literature, there are a lot more rules and restrictions. It's why I'm genuinely baffled that anyone might turn their nose up at YA or younger because it's so much harder to necessarily tell the story just the way you want to tell it, because there are so many restrictions, content-wise, language-wise. One particular issue I ran into with Iron Spark was I originally had a much darker ending, a much less hopeful ending. And I was told very outright, you need to change this. You cannot have that ending the way you have it. And it was a real struggle for me to go, how do I stay true to where I see her story ending and not necessarily have it be grimdark, have it be a moment of power and hope for her? So that was definitely a challenge. You also well, are not allowed to say fuck very much. I'm sorry, am I allowed to say that on this? That's fine. 
Okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to. Uh, you have to limit your swearing. I'm curious. Uh, you mentioned being inspired by this fan fiction based on Supernatural. Was that the first fiction that you had ever written? No. Uh, so I didn't write that one. That was just me as a reader. I've been writing pretty much since I got my glasses and realized that I liked reading and I liked writing. And the problem before that was that I couldn't see. I've been writing stories pretty much as far back as I could remember. And so what was the, the journey to getting Iron Spark published once you had written it? It was definitely rocky. A lot of it being because I chose to go with fairies as my main antagonists in the story, a lot of publishers just say fairies are played out. You're going to be comp competing against Mar. You're going to be competing against Holly Black. It's just going to be really difficult. And so a lot of them didn't even want to touch it. I got lucky in that Swoon Reads, with whom I published it, was more crowdsourced. So you had people, readers on Swoon Reads, and they would vote for their favorite books. And Iron Spark was well voted and that got it in front of the editors. Because otherwise, I don't think an editor would have been willing to take a chance on a book about fairies. It's a tough market. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. And so are you working on a sequel now to Iron Spark? I have ideas for where the story could continue to go. I have not started writing them. Whether or not I get a deal on those is very much going to depend on the sales of Iron Spark if it sells enough to really warrant a sequel in the eyes of a publisher. I am working on some other projects, though. So what was your writing process for Iron Spark? Did you write the book organically, or did you write a detailed plot outline? How did that go for you? So I like to plan my stories out in advance. And as I get older, I get more and more detailed with my outlines. Iron Spark actually was the book that taught me that it's okay to abandon your storyline. There were several plot elements and one entire character who just stepped up and said, no, we're going to go a totally different direction with this. And I had to scrap huge chunks of my outline and rewrite it to address that. I think I wrote, rewrote the outline four or five times through the drafting of just the version that got picked up. And that's not even counting earlier versions when the story was in third person. And so I'm assuming by that you switched from third to first person? Yes, that ended up being that ended up being the thing that got the manuscript written. I couldn't figure out what the problem was for years. And and so you said that you've scrapped your outline. So I'm assuming based on what you described that you would be writing from the outline, but in the actual drafting process, things would develop either characters or plot and you would then go back to your outline and change it based on those. Exactly. Great. Given your success in getting Iron Spark published, what writing advice would you offer for those who are writing their own stories and novels? One thing I would say is you can't write in a void. If you're just on your own and you're not getting feedback, you're not going to grow. You're not going to see weaknesses in your story. 
And you're probably not going to have the encouragement to continue when it gets hard. And the other side of that being get used to rejection. It's a natural part of being in the arts. And even learn, if you can, to embrace helpful rejection. When somebody rejects you, maybe they give you some good feedback. And that's not to say there are not people out there who just love to rip you apart, who love to tear you down. And I'm not saying that there aren't people who will just clap and say, good job, honey, when you needed more feedback. But it is worth going out there and finding people who will work with you, finding people who will teach you, even if it takes 10 different critique groups to find one that works for you. And do you belong to a critique group yourself? I, I do. I'm in a, one of the SCBWI chapters. And, and what does that uh, stand for? Uh, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Got it. And can you talk a little bit more about Swoon Reads and exactly how that process worked for you? So Swoon Reads, uh, for me at least, was that I had met an editor at an SCBWI conference who told me that she didn't like fairy books, which I didn't pick up on. So I made the mistake of giving it to her. But she said that she liked the writing and the character and story enough that she told me to check out Swoon Reads because she said the, one of the editors there will really like this. And then I found Swoon Reads. I polished the book. I submitted it to Swoon Reads and it was about six months. It was on the website where people were reading it and giving me feedback on it. And after about six months, I met my agent and we were sitting on it, wondering what was going to happen. And then a month after that, I got the Swoon Reads offer. That's great. So was the entire book on Swoon Reads? Yes. An earlier version of the book. They, do want you to, they did want you to upload the whole manuscript just because readers would come onto the website and they would be reading the whole thing. So what fiction or nonfiction books have you read recently that you enjoyed? I am in love with Nnedi Okorafor, um, Akata Witch, and are just chef's kiss. So good. And I recently went into middle grade and read The Dreadful Tale of Prosper Redding, which was very satisfying as a Halloween read. But this year, a lot of graphic novels, Shul Arun, Girl from the Other Side, The Prince and the Dressmaker, Die by Kieran Gillen and Finish the Wicked and the Divine. All of those are just wonderful. And where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and Iron Spark? So my social media handle and my website are CM McGuire, but it's, I thought I would be clever and spell it out phonetically because um, with my initials, it's still a very common name. So it's S-E-M McGuire, M-C-G-U-I-R-E. Got it. Again, we've been speaking with C.M. McGuire, author of the new YA urban fantasy novel, Iron Spark. The novel is on sale now, so go buy a copy. And C.M., thanks for doing this interview. Thank you again for having me. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.